Live from Gutter Cat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. What is going on? Hello, hello. It's good to see so many people in the audience. And if you're listening to the podcast, hello from all around the world. And welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter Spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about the this new wave of innovation. Oh boy, we've got a special show for you today. Today's group of guests have taken one of the most popular Web3 communities, the Bored Ape and Mutant Ape ecosystem, and found a way to parallel a story to add value to the entire community. They call it the Mutant Cartel, and they've been building a space for mutants to come together and build a lore where they can act as a protagonist in the story. Last year, when the Mutant Ape started getting FUD and went below floor price, this team took matter into their own hands and created a space for mutants to unite and show their strength, and the Mutant Cartel was born. Now, just like the Bored Ape Kennel Club, they are creating companions for their mutants, but these have are not to be fucked with. This team's ability to add value to an existing collection and create a subset community has been fun to watch, and I personally bought a large holding in oaths because of the potential this type of parallel community building can have on the space. It's my honor to welcome a wide variety of the team on the space, including co-founder Lior. And Lior, before we begin, I'd love for you just to uh, introduce the other team members on the stage and the role that they play on the cartel tell team and then we'll dive in hey okay well I, first of all i just want to say i'm super excited to talk to you specifically you've been just so amazing in the community and and just the entire just the effort that you put into even this podcast this show um and getting this conversation started means a whole lot to me um and again we we were talking just yesterday about how much we appreciate the community and how much of a community effort just building uh, in Web3 really is. And so I just want to say thanks for having us here. And thank you for putting so much uh, time and, and effort into understanding every single facet of what we're building and, and being able to bring this to, to your listener and to into the rest of the, the community. So yeah, I'm Lior, um, co-founder of, of the Meeting Cartel. Uh, I started uh, this with, with the Duke about a year and three months ago. Uh, in terms of my background, I'm a venture investor. I run Eden Block, which is one of the more active uh, venture funds in the space uh, to, to specialize in Web3 infrastructure. So we don't really, we don't trade coins. We don't uh, um, invest in NFTs much from that uh, uh, at least on that side, but what we do is is just back the, the the builders of the new open internet, specifically with a big emphasis on the infrastructure that makes everything work in Web three. And then, yeah, I, I guess in terms of really being quick to the point and introducing the rest of the people here, I'm here with the rest of my team, Ben uh, Vanguard, and I believe that Duke will will join us as well at some point. Uh, the the other bosses include Red Hat. And, um, and a few other legends in the community that we call officers uh, that you guys might have heard about, might have seen around. So big shout out to Mills, Hector, uh, and the rest of the gang here, including Outer Lumen and, and a few others. 
Um, so yeah, in terms of what everybody's up to these days and, and the rest of the team and the composition, we're all busy doing a bunch of different things. Uh, so, so I'm, I'm probably, uh, best equipped to talk about myself and, and to talk, uh, maybe to very briefly introduce the rest of the team here and how I see them playing uh, a major part in the story. Uh, so I guess I'll, I'll talk about everybody else before I talk about myself. I'll start with Vanguard just because he's been um, really in from day zero, uh, hour one really of the Discord opening. Um, the way that we see him is the way I see Vanguard is he is the rock, the rock sorry, of the community. He is uh, uh, where everything starts and stops when it comes to our our Discord, when it comes to managing our members, when it comes to helping people out, when it comes to creating those connections uh, um, and, and kind of connective tissue between different communities, uh, uh, different partnerships and, and things that he's been spearheading has been incredible to see uh, come to fruition. And so that's Vanguard and I'll let him speak about himself uh, a little bit more after, after I present it. Him and and then we've got Ben. He probably needs no introduction, really. Uh, and you you all know him way before. Um, you you've you've kind of come to to know him as a boss within the cartel. Uh, but Ben really is is what I call uh, a jack of all trades for all the good reasons. He just knows everything about everything. And within the cartel, he's been just extremely extremely uh, uh you could say multi-purpose and very much well-versed in everything that comes between uh, you could say our commercial approach our strategic approach and then the execution behind it is, is something that he's been very very much uh involved in and so super happy to obviously be building with these legends and very happy to also uh, be talking to you carl so I'll, I'll let the the guys here maybe say a little bit more about themselves and yeah, just when it comes to the project uh, and, and what I do within within the project is really I try my best to stay out of everybody's way and, and let the rest uh, kind of uh, build. And, and I try to be a resource for everyone who, who's genuinely trying to bring something new to the table here. So really just making sure that our resources are used properly, uh, making sure that we're bringing the right people on board and, and, and more than anything, these days, uh, working on the artistic direction for our numerous collections, um, making sure that really the, the kind of big pieces are moving in the right direction. And yeah, that, that's us. And Love it. Yeah, wonderful introduction. Yeah. Thanks for taking time to also introduce everyone on stage. I'm gonna. I, uh, when I was talking to Lior a little bit um, behind the scenes, I know one thing. When you get on spaces, uh, you you tend to be the face right now um, of the cartel, and, and everyone wants to talk to you, ask you questions. I know um, for you, it's like you want the rest of the team to be heard more. So I have specific questions for everyone on the team today that I want to go through um, because I think there's different perspectives at play when you look at a team. Uh, um, in any sort of Web3 project. So I'm excited to hear a little more from each of you. I do, before we get started, I want to start with you, Lior, um, and ask a, a question. Um, you know, you guys have been really making the rounds this week on a lot of shows, talking about the cartel. Um, so I'm going to actually take today and dive a little deeper down into the minds of you guys and get a little more personal because 
Uh, I bet on the builders more than the art or the project. And I know you're, you're the same way. I know a lot of people are in the space. So uh, I like to get to know you guys and chat about what brought you all together. So we're going to start with you, Lior, because as a business guy, you, you probably can siphon out some of the tactics that teams are using right now to get their projects hyped up and the attention of retail buyers, which is also clearly what ends up hurting retail buyers because they end up being a pawn in a game uh, for good marketing teams to make a lot of money. So whether it's this new space or traditional finance that has its own gates uh, that are pretty clear, it seems like retail buyers always uh, end up getting fucked over regardless of where we look. So I- I'm curious, and, and that's something I believed early on that Web3 should be able to change and we're running into the same thing. So how does, I'm curious, how does this guide your moral compass and what are your thoughts on the most important values and morals a builder should have uh, in anything when it comes to innovating this Web3 space? Incredible first question. Okay. Uh, I, I can feel this is going to be a super amazing conversation just by your questions. And uh, again, Web3 and decentralization to a broader, in a broader sense, kind of talks about access and the unbundling of different financial products or 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 different, uh, really, kind of stories uh, um, and mechanics within even that we're seeing in the NFT space. It's all about access. It's it's, it's all about opening up these um, these pathways so that more people can get involved earlier on, and it's actually about making value structure is more horizontal rather than vertical so it's less of a again and that's philosophically and and i and i want to talk about what's happening right now because that's that's really the the kind of the crux of your question but i'll I'll get to to the my my the the philosophical points first and try to maybe talk a little bit about why we're all here in the first place right and it's all about that access it's all about being able to transact own um, and 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 be a part of different ecosystems almost permissionlessly um, in, 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 in the kind of most basic sense. So you don't have to ask anybody's permission to own something. You don't have to ask anybody's permission to uh, uh, in, interact with a smart contract or with a certain product. You just do. And what we're trying to bring into the NFT space and what what's actually been very much um, against the, the the spirit of web3 is like you said the fact that a lot of great marketing ends up actually bringing more gatekeeping into this ecosystem that we're trying to open up or that brought us here in the first place because of that open access because of permissionlessness and so i think that we're trying to combat this in in a few ways but really i think it's all about the approach it's all about look wherever you go whether it's the the brand new kind of Web3 ecosystem, Web4, Web5, whatever you want to call it these days, I think that there still will be gatekeepers and there will be uh, what, what we could call really mercenaries that are out there just to make a quick buck and to make a quick flip. And, and, that, and that's fine. What we need to do is, is we need to build structures and value systems that actually negate their ability to, to, to um, really to, to take away from, from, the, from the broader story. And so I think it's all about the approach. And I think that really what we're going to discuss here for the, for the next 40 minutes is all about how we're doing that, is all about how we're actually creating this value structure that is in the real world, that is fueled uh, by the real world, by you know, real money and, and, and real kind of uh, systems. Although 
uh, actually fits into a new world, into a new mold, and, and that is Web3. And, and, and really, look, I've been in the space for six years. Um, what brought me into the space is not the money. It's actually the, the philosophical alignment behind the values and, and, and the kind of opportunities and the possibilities in Web3. And so we're really, really going to stick to that in everything that we build. And I, I can't wait to say a little bit more about that. But I hope that uh, at least at the tip of the iceberg, that answers your question. Yeah, and I think we'll dive down this a little more when I just ask a general follow-up questions to all of you. I want to follow that up, though, because I feel like that's a perfect follow-up to uh, to to Ben. And Ben, you know, you, you and I are close friends, so I was stoked to see you involved in the cartel. But the cartel is obviously much smaller than your previous organizational work at Adidas. So we see a lot of bigger corporations moving into the space, and after a year, uh, finally get to see like some of the growing pains involved with these companies testing the water. Um, and we saw that just this week with Artifact, too. It's becoming very clear that bigger industries see dollar signs at, at, when looking at Web3 uh, instead of necessarily innovation or maybe a mix of both. But uh, they're going to utilize their business to, to cash in on Web3 consumers because that's what Web2 is all about. So what are your thoughts on this? And, and what has been the difference for you working with a small team with the mutant uh, cartel versus a monster like Adidas? Yeah, thanks, Carl. Well, not Carl. Crazy Carl. Um, yeah. Um, it's been really interesting. Well, for me, you know, Adidas, I was not working within NFTs, right? So I was in the football team within digital planning um, and obviously began to fall down the rabbit hole of NFTs and the metaverse around the end of December, what was it, 2019? So yeah, going into 2020. Um, and then obviously brought all the things I was learning with another like bunch of um, kind of misfits within Adidas from all across the company. Um, and obviously the partnership with the Board Apes, G Money and Pixel Vault. And it took around like nine or 10 months it actually began before the board apes was created like the actual concept and then obviously the board apes i became one um and they became part of the actual campaign but kind of going through that in a big you know i think so like a seventy thousand plus matrix organization um even just buying ethereum or trying to buy a board ape which is what we accomplished as part of the strategy at adidas was incredibly difficult um and for me um, after I left Adidas for numerous different reasons, um, lots of people wanted me or assumed that that was going to be my role, right? So I felt that like a lot of people wanted me to be the shepherd of like legacy brands into Web3. And I think that, you know, there's a huge space for people to do that. But I can tell you from experience, it's really difficult. Um, and you also, I, you know, just feel that it's quite difficult to play at the edge and push everything forward when you're in such like a big machine that's quite difficult to turn around. Um, and then, you know, after leaving Adidas, I spoke to many companies for many times, um, but obviously, uh, you know me, I'm, uh, I'm pretty big in the community. I'm not sure when we met, but um, I've mainly become really fond of you in 10KTF, um, obviously in the Bored Ape communities and stuff like that, but I always like to be, it's not for me, NFTs and the metaverse is not something I'm trying to make money from. It's about like literally just having fun and enjoying everything uh, and building stuff together. Um, and then obviously 
saw what Leo was doing, saw some of the teasers of the Mega Hounds, and obviously him buying the Mega Trippy um, made me very intrigued. And I'm super intrigued in new IP. I'm very used to dealing with IP with different rights holders. It's quite difficult to do a an idea even. Um, so what's the best IP to work with, in my opinion? Well, it would be the new IP from Web3. Um, and then obviously speaking to Lior, I read his thesis. We're very similar. We chatted. We've met in person since. Incredible. And then meeting the rest of the team. And for me, you know, the speed and also the understanding and then that everyone's a native to Web3. So I no longer have to go through creating presentations to educate people about what the Ethereum blockchain is or something, you know, <laughs> like you actually focus on being creative and delivering and being part of the community. I'll stop there because I could just keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love that because you're you're exactly right. I feel like with uh, when we talked, I mean, when you get into these legacy systems and there's so much, you everyone knows about the bureaucracy of small companies, let alone a big industry. Um, you know, one thing that's hard is innovation uh, and really changing the the way you do things and completely, you know, going about um, like trying to jump to a different ship almost. Uh, in a lot of senses, it's like. Like, uh, it can be very difficult unless the right leaders are in place to give you that flexibility. So you, we see all these smaller teams doing such innovative things. And I think a lot of the innovation uh, we're going to see come out in the next year or two um, and, and for, you know, the next decade probably. But we've got to constantly keep innovating. And for a long time, it was all noise. It was just so many people coming into the space, all the hype, all the FOMO. And then we got into the bear. Now you see the real people building. And so I just love um, seeing the people that are still in the space. I mean, this room's full, which is always cool to see so many people that are still interested in learning. Um, and so thank you for your perspective. And I, I was so uh, excited to see you joining the cartel for a number of reasons. But after talking, just like your mental health and being able to get like excited in that fire back, I think is so cool. And something that I've got to say, a lot of people that would have been in your position, uh, it, it's hard to do because you've got something that is built in and, and, and you know, you, you know, um, you're future uh the kind of you know you it's it's that comfort um and so many times a lot of times in life uh it's not until we kind of push against that comfort and try something different that we realize um our true potential and, and that something else might even be better for us. So, so thank you for sharing that. And that takes me to Vanguard, the boss. Uh, one, you were one of the first people I talked to in discord. So I really appreciate you. One of the things, um, Vanguard that always frustrated me when I joined crypto in, in 2017, uh, and then just stayed, stayed around in, in the bear market crypto winter. It's not winter when it's years, but it was, uh, it was always fun for me to learn, but there's this loneliness that that was there. Um, especially, it felt nearly impossible when I was like, I eventually was like, oh, this is so exciting. Like, impossible. Just like, you weren't really neat. Your story, because I think something that's so cool is like, it's so much easier for people to get involved in Web3, uh, and you there's so many more talents that are needed. What lessons can you share with others about um, getting involved in in the space and making the right connections? Because oh, I feel like um, getting to see you and and coming up and just being a really amazing community member. I mean, you're 
joined the collective immediately. You have a crypto tat. You just know what it's like to network and build and grow with people. And I'd love to hear kind of your take on uh, what it takes to be successful in Web3 and kind of build something, uh, even if you maybe don't know how to start, how you can kind of network. Because I feel like you're, you're really amazing with networking and building personal relationships. And I've seen that in the cartel. Wow, that that is amazing, um, crazy Carl, the one and only. First of all, let me say, you know, before I, I get into that answer, um, I'm going to echo what was just said here um, by our fellow members up on stage here. Um, amazing stuff that you're doing. First of all, like you, you put on a totally professional uh, operation here. So very pleased, and it's a it's a pleasure to be up here with you. And, and to get into that, like first first of all, your network is your net worth, right? We hear that all the time, but that is literally like, that is the truth. And and when I say net worth, I don't literally mean dollar signs or, you know, your crypto balance in your wallet. I literally mean like as a whole, you know, you as a person in your soul, you know, your mental state, you know, your health is your wealth, everything put together, wrapped up into one. Like you surround yourself with people that not just like-minded, but also like are, you know, goal-oriented and, and driven to, to accomplish things that maybe at one point may seem like, you know, they're, they're out of reach, but collectively we, we put everything together and we can accomplish some truly amazing things. And, you know, I'm surrounded by, you know, a bunch of people, not just up on the stage here and yourself, Carl, but, you know, with throughout the whole community and throughout the entire ecosystem, like, you know, for, for someone like me, you know, and they are kind of touched on it, you know, earlier on this call and previously on uh, earlier on the spaces and previously the other ones is that, you know, for me, it, it kind of felt like the timing was perfect. Like I literally had just hopped into, you know, Web3, uh, you know, hard work that I had available within myself and just straight up, you know, elbows to the grindstone, everything, however the, the statement may go, like I just put everything out there, you know. And, and the one thing that I noticed in this space, evidently very clear right out the gate, is that if you have something to offer, and you have some type of ideas that you can bring to the table and you are as pragmatic as possible, um, you will find a place in Web3. There's uh, there's no doubt about that. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to align myself with some amazing individuals here at the cartel and everything that they're doing. And, you know, the, the rest is history for what we're building. And you can kind of see there's, you know, we have some things that we're extremely excited about. And, and one thing that we have been, you know, championing from, you know, from the mountaintops here is that you know we like to underpromise you know and overdeliver that is something that is extremely important to us and i think that's you know a mindset that i think we can take in more than just from web3 but in our everyday lives you know what i mean it's just you know be better and, and do the best that you can you know that you possibly can you know to to the best of your you know abilities and everything that you can give and again collectively um you know anything is literally possible you know whether that's you know a moniker from a previous company or whatnot you know so so be the case um, but, you know, and with saying all of that, and I got to say, you know, I, I love, again, Carl, what you're doing here and like the community that you're representing too in your building. I wanted to give you guys a shout out as well, because I can see like, you know, there's one thing as well in the cartel, something that we're that we like to promote is like a unison within communities. You know, that's extremely important to us. You can see that here with this, you know, cross pollination we have going on today. You know, and, and that to us is, you know, it's critical and it's paramount for us to open, you know, the, the books to everyone, you know, at least in our community. And, and, you know, we're welcoming of everyone. And, and, you know, what we see here today is, you know, something that we all have in common. You know, what I mean, and, and that's that, you know, and I'm going to put this in your words, Carl, is conviction play. OK, that's something that 
we we like to literally like put our heart and soul into something and put it all out there. And now, good sir, I know you are an amazing host and you're asking just in-depth questions, but I got one for you I would love to swing your way. Because, you know, for those of you that may not have been in our um, community at all or whatnot, um, the one and only Crazy Carl is our Legion commander. And the reason why he received that special rank within our um, in our organization is because he is hands down one of our largest holders right now. And soon to be, he will be, you know, de- by de facto, he'll be one of our largest hound holders. And, and what I have to ask you is, what goes into, like, can you give us a little bit of insight into why you had such crazy conviction into what the cartel is building? Oh, man, turning the table. Get me off script. Goddamn, Vanguard, I should never let you up here. All right, uh, yeah, I'll answer that question. So for me, I mean, I talk, talked a lot about this in season one, but I think uh, when it comes to building in Web3, uh, it's all about elevating others, lifting others up. One thing, and, and it plays into my next question too, so I'll answer this and then it'll go right into it. But one thing that I think is missing, we we get to see evolutions in this space and, and any sort of industry that's innovating and evolving, you're going to see a lot of different iterations of it because the 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 space is completely new. So you've got to learn. Um, people are going to come in and we've seen it. You're going to see scams. You're going to see frauds. And then you're going to see people growing and learning from that. One thing that uh, I've been able to see is the best builders as of this last year are building much more quietly. They're more silent. They're doing things and they're really working. They're building the right teams. Um, and I think the, the FOMO and the noise tends to not get to them because they're trying to avoid it. Um, and so this is specific in this last year. It's why I went in heavy into 10K TF as well. It was just completely being ignored by the larger um, sense of community, partly because sometimes these communities that are really building quietly, you actually have to dig a little deeper. You have to see what the community is doing. They're not always in your face because it's not constantly on your timeline. So it takes actual time and research, which in a space which is all about noise, you actually are like swimming against the current. Uh, And so a lot of times people don't have the effort to like take a step back and to go and start swimming against the current to find these types of brands that are being, being built more quietly. Another sense is a lot of times when you find one great community, it can lead to another. So like the Crazy Carl Collective, um, I was able to kind of get them, uh, some of them into the 10KTF community, as well as some of the Gutter Cat gang into the 10KTF community. We were able to cross-pollinate. Now we're doing that again with the cartel. We're doing it with um, Primate uh, Engineering as well. It's all, it's all about finding those communities that are really building a true sense of connection and then just putting your time and energy into it. I'd rather invest, if, if uh, you know, if 95% of the space is going to d- die, and I think that is probably true in a sense that they're going to be devalued significantly, eventually maybe not even be around. But if that is the case, then those your time and effort should be put into the 5% that are going to make it. And so if I have a conviction uh, that this may be one of those 5%, that's where I'm going to put my time and energy. Uh, it also can help grow the collective because I want to find like-minded people for the Crazy Carl Collective because the Carl's 
uh, have been around since day one of the space, trying to learn and grow together. And so if we can find more great people to bring into the collective, that's amazing. So we're going to continue to find great groups and great people with like-minded uh, like like-minded thoughts and, and theories about where we should be going, and that's where we're going to focus our attention. Now, this leads to the next question, which is all about exactly what I talked about. You, you see Web3 brands that were launched last year that promised a lot of things to their community. A lot of these communities actually, uh, you know, when things first started, it was all about, we are going to be built by the community, which is like the like the rally cry around Web3. But um, I was getting really frustrated because I feel like a lot of these communities that promised elevating the community haven't done that. And it's and it pisses me off. Uh, and so, you know, I, I actually felt this way about Yuga too. But lately, Yuga has been supporting more of their community brands, whether it's the food trucks at events or using Token Proof, which was started by an ape. So we... we um, but we still haven't seen them elevate community lore, uh, but the cartel and applied primate engineering are really the first genuine ones um, that are coming out. And I'm hopeful that Yuga will help elevate all of you. Um, but I, I, I'm curious, what are your thoughts about the status quo of project building? Because as we know, and I know, uh, Lior, you're kind of passionate about this, is helping elevate others, uh, which is what Web3 is all about, and, and using IP and help elevating to give people tools. So what can really um, set the best communities apart, regardless of floor price or size? What makes the best type of community in your mind? I'd like to give yeah. a quick. I'd like to give a quick point actually on that. Um, yeah, especially with the, we get a lot of questions obviously at the cartel because of we're in the Yuga universe. I love like I'll leave it to Lior to talk about like how we see it in terms of an expansion because I think he does that beautifully. Um, but I think in terms of going forward from here, especially when we look at like profile picture collections that people refer to them as and especially when it comes to yuga and the other side and things like this um it's not just down to like the creators of one collection um it's down to both i think the collectors and the creators right and also as we're moving forward as we can see we, we all love like interoperability and decentralization but i think many people don't understand that concept and you know I think the Yuga refers to it as the persistent world, I think, in terms of the other side. Do you think that they're going to be able to create all of the stories and quests and characters and, you know, groups of people that they're going to need to fulfill, like, fill out this world and build all this beautiful, like, engagement that we're going to need in there to have fun and play games and battles and create, like, stories and histories? It's not. It's going to be down to different groups and people. I think what will be the, one of the biggest issues that we'll see as we'll go forward, which will see the fall of many collections, is where they don't adapt and they are actually just a JPEG. Um, so I think definitely is down. It's not down to someone else to help your collection or even just down to the collectors to rely upon the creators. It's about doing it together um, and also like seeing that there is no lines here um and all you have to do is listen to most of the founders of these things and they're all saying the same things uh but yeah that's about it uh let's say leo's take 
That's some really, really good insights there, Ben. Uh, just checking. Can you guys still hear me? Loud and clear. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so what, what makes the best communities and ecosystems? I think that is really a question we're still kind of wrestling with as, a, as an industry. It's also new. It's also kind of wild that people are still trying to figure that out. The, the way that we always look at it is, again, it goes back to how can we make sure that our tide that is rising, it's rising for sure, but how can we make it lift all the other ships in the water? And ultimately, I think that that's what the other side's premise is. I think that that's what Yuga's premise was in the very first place. And, and look, like Yuga was not the first one ever to come out with the IP to make it really popular. And now we see that even the greatest NFT in the entire history of the NFT space, the crypto bunks, um, actually were acquired by Yuga Labs and, and now actually profit from the very same uh, IP license to the, to, the, to the extent that we can now all truly own the stuff that we, that we uh, have invested in. But, but going back to how to decipher what's good, what's bad, I think we're still trying to figure that out. Although I think that there are a couple of points that we're going to continue to cling on to that we believe are this kind of North Star for us. And again, it all goes back to, we talked about that a lot yesterday. It goes back to this idea of how can we engender this idea that everybody can be a part of this, of this story. How can we get everybody involved in the same part or a different parts of the same story? And then what does true ownership of that story really mean in the grand scheme of things? And so when Ben was talking about, look, like a lot of people have asked us like, hey, why don't you, I mean, is this really supposed to be like a profile picture? Like, fuck no, dude, I, I, I'm sorry. But when we built this in the first place, especially the hounds, we didn't think about, hey, what's going to be the next profile picture to actually make it? Why? Because everybody that we're building for, at least a very first kind of tranche of, of community that we're building for already has a profile picture. Guess what? It's a fucking board ape or a mutant ape, especially a mutant ape first, right? And so it's not about, like, the world doesn't need another PFP. The world needs better stories for those PFPs, right? And so, again, going back to this idea, this narrative, this North Star that we've set ourselves of, what is the, the single tide that can lift all ships? It's it's actually that. It's 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 expanding what it means to own that PFP. So it's not about making another PFP that looks very similar to um, to your current PFP because that's I mean we've seen that before. Um, and I don't believe that those PFPs or PFP derivatives will necessarily amount to much in the grand scheme of things. Like you said, ninety nine percent of that will go. Um, although. I believe that the collections and the stories and the universes that actually expand what it means to be a mutant, what it means to be a board ape, um, that's the future of the NSP space, at least in my opinion. And, I, and I'm, I'm putting a lot of resources and a lot of value into making that kind of reality, but, but we're already seeing that that is the direction. We've seen that Yuga Labs has acquired companies like 10KDF who have actually done something really, really uh, brilliant in that space. And, and I know, Carl, that you're really connected to that world. So look, I, I, if there's anything that we believe is true is that Web3, the ethos of Web3 
will actually be the North Star for, for a lot of the best builders in this space. And even if it's not said, even if it's not like out there, if it's not like, if I'm not screaming it in your face every single day, the people that really kind of understand what we're up to and, and what other great teams are up to, um, they get that and, and, and the values there. So, so a lot of people that are naturally gravitating toward these, these kind of values and that ethos uh, will gravitate towards the stories that we're telling and, and ultimately will will have a great time because hey all of a sudden mutants are more than just mutants there you know there's the cartel and there's the applied primates and there's so many different stories now that actually add up to add on to and latch onto these ecosystems um so yeah i i think that's kind of how we think about communities and so it's all about the expansion and the permissionless again expansion of that of that ecosystem so that tomorrow if somebody uses a hound to tell their own stories and their own ideas that's exactly where we want to be because we're building an open world here and that's again it's it's a little hard to wrap your head around it and truly understand what that means until you see it in action and, and we're trying to we're trying to be that we're trying to put it in action so that people can see what that what that can amount to I love it. I mean, I think that that organic um, community growth is so important. And I think it's uh, in in this ecosystem, when we first started in Web3, it, what, we didn't have that because it was all new. I mean, we were all trying to figure out who's who in the space. Now, we actually have had time to build relationships and connect. It's been a year. Uh, and for the last six months, uh, has been really struggle, struggle uh, for a lot of people. So, we're able to build those deeper connections. And so, I love, you know, now we're actually seeing communities built first, uh, which is amazing. And, and you're definitely building a parallel lore within the greater community of, of Yuga and specifically the mutants, um, which, which can also be very intimidating and challenging because we all know that if BAYC came out and released the same mint next week, there'd be a gas war, even if it was one ETH per mutant hound. So how do you handle criticism from those in, in the Yuga ecosystem or those that don't really support or don't come out uh, right now and support? And what advice would you give to others wanting to start building sub-stories or lures into communities um, that they're in when it comes, when, when, even when it's tough or even, even with those challenges? So many, so many ideas here. Ben, do you want to catch that first? And, and I'll try to add some, some thoughts. Could you say that again? Sorry, Kyle. Yeah, I'm just curious, uh, specifically when it comes to building in an ecosystem, like building a parallel lore, um, and maybe not necessarily having the support of the entire community because you are building, um, you know, next to them. How do you handle criticism from those uh, or people that aren't supportive, but are mutants or are are board apes, and what? kind of um what would you give advice to someone that wants to build a lore of, of what they need to do or what to do when it gets tough yeah no that's a great question i think in terms of i'll answer like the second part which is to people that are doing it i think we've seen this with a lot of communities told all my stories about all my nfts and characters i would have just been illustrating them myself um but like we see it across different communities um where actual like the creators will highlight them and bring them in you know we've got some people in here i can see maybe netters here diamond hands um diamond hands nice profile picture um but we can see you know different 
kind of community members are brought into stories by even creators um, because of how much either they work in the community or if they're like telling a story from within that like vertical that's what you want as a creator right and can actually start to inform your narrative and your story um and i think you know in terms of like detractors or people that come and say things it's like you don't i think the word that's been said quite a lot is permissionless and you know you don't need permission to be going into the other side you know you can create your own narrative you can create your own like the sdk all of the stuff is there on the website you know and you can apply to become a partner to the other side and get the information and start creating for that world um obviously we're playing in that world because it's part of where our universe takes place um so it's more it's more actually knowing about where everything's going really um instead of listening i think you know just like you were mentioning yourself in terms of how you scope out projects and successful communities it's the same thing really right like <laughs> you know where you know where everything's going that's why you're in the metaverse that's why you're building communities and like the detractors it's more about educating them and i think like the one thing that we could do with a lot more a lot less of is like ridiculing within this like space because you know i think like what vanguard was saying before i felt that at adidas like i was at adidas and i was like if i can help adidas like get some ethereum get a board ape you know do a partnership and drop an nft but in the right way with the community this will help everybody else it's you know not just a person of course it will help me and everyone's going to think i'm cool because i helped web3 but really i love that leor did you want to add on anything yeah i, I think look the, the the most important thing about like knowing how to weave this these stories is like it's all starts with weaving connections between people and and I think that that's the most important thing when when you're thinking okay like how to how to create this and how to build this value that anybody could actually vibe with because you asked that you you brought up a very important thing it's like well if Yuga's name was on it then maybe it might sell out instantly but then if it's somebody else if it's like an indie studio that's out there creating something really fucking cool but it's not necessarily sanctioned by company X, Y, or Z. It doesn't matter. I mean, it could be today, it could be Yuga, or tomorrow it could be something else. But, but maybe it, it actually carries less value. And my, my thinking is like, it's actually quite the opposite, right? The, the greatest thing about this ecosystem is that there are these people that are inclined and brought to building things that others, even you know, the, the, the kind of the layers underneath have not thought about. And, and that's the entire idea b behind, again, 10KDF or, or specifically, specifically the mutant hound saga and the mutant cartel, because guess what? Nobody thought of doing this and we did. And that is, within itself brought us to, to being in a place where the mutant cartel as a community is the largest mutant community in the space. And that carries a lot of value. And, and regardless of the fact that, sure, the broader Yuga Labs, I mean, you've got the MAYC community as a whole, all of the holders, and then you have the Mean Cartel, which is slightly smaller, but it's actually, it's, it's I mean, we're, we're, we're getting up there. 
um, soon there's going to be probably zero mutants that have not heard about us. And that's the beauty of it, because then it kind of it picks up like wildfire and, and ultimately, you know, it's slowly, slowly and then very quickly. And that's Web3 for you. And, and so what I what I like to say about just just how these storylines and, and how these kind of value systems rise from the base layer is it's all about the layer two and the layer three and the layer four. And the way that we see the BAYC universe is kind of like Ethereum. And we see ourselves as kind of like a, a layer two on top of Ethereum or, or maybe a, an application on top of that, right? And, and I think that that's exactly, again, it, it just like you can draw so many parallels um, within Web3 to that specific kind of concept. So this is proven, like this is valuable, right? And, and you have so many proof points of, of that being the case. And so ultimately, I think that if there is a disincentive for people like us to do what we're doing, then the layer underneath is actually never going to be quite as powerful. And so ultimately, what I think that these teams should be striving to do is to empower builders like us, empower builders um, like like others to actually uh, um, go out there and, and build because that's value. I love yeah, that. Last, yeah. last point, Carl, on, on this. Go ahead. From just like when we see um we celebrate internally at the cartel and we see someone that maybe purchase a mutant and they reference the cartel in their decision right this is like a a, a community a communi like a community that's born from a community helping someone that's coming later to acquire an asset from the originator like this is like one of the things we celebrate the most I love that. And you know, one thing when you're building slow and steady and you're just uh, the the people that will gain the most value from the cartel are the ones that believed early on. And and that's the, another really cool aspect of building communities from, uh, from nothing or even if you have a sub-community, it should be looked at as almost a strength, which I assumed was going to be your answer because you can build without the noise and without the hype and you can uh, continue to expand. And like you said, uh, Ben, hopefully, you know, eventually people People, if they have a stack of oath, you will be able to turn those into actually being part of the Yuga ecosystem, or if they have a stack of hounds because they were early believers. And that's always a really cool thing to find ways to keep adding value um, so that you can add value to the, the space in general. So I love that answer. All right, we're, we're coming up on the hour here. So we're going to start wrapping up. I want to make sure to get to Community Corner. So if you have a question, hit that request button. We're going to bring up a couple people. And while I'm bringing them up, up. I have one final question um, specifically about the hounds, um, and I assume when people come up, they may have some questions about the, the cartel or the hound, so um, don't be shy. Hit that request button and come up, but I would like to know a little bit more about the 25 megas in the collection. I haven't heard a lot of questions in the spaces that I've been in, so I would like to know are these hounds, it seems like they have more of a built-in storyline already beyond the insane art. It's almost like you these 25 if you get one of these mega hounds it's already kind of tied into the story it, it, am i reading into that right tell me a little bit more about the megas and what people can get pumped up about yeah the story the, the stories around the megas are 100 percent already kind of fleshed out but it's only the first part of the stories and and what we think will be really really fun is once the megas are already released then 
you'll be able to, and, and you own one of those megas, you'll be able to, you'll have front row seats to essentially the stories that we continue to tell about those megas. And yeah, look, we have a story, we, we have ideas, and all of these megas are connected to each other in some kind of sense. And I think that that's something that, to be frank, like a lot of other collections have just not done. It's like, yeah, sure, here, here's a one of one, and that's rare, and it looks cooler than the rest of the collection. Okay, but what about it? What makes it special? Why is it here in the first place? That's something that we kept on asking ourselves. It's like, okay, we created this this fucking awesome mega that does X, Y, Z. Why would it be alive in the first place? And, and I feel like that is just something that we really wanted to dive into uh, with way more detail. That is something that we wanted to explain and explore really as part of the of the story that, that kind of gets told post-mint. And so, yeah, the, the megas all kind of have a story. We, we thought of some kind of a storyline for for all of them really as a as a group but then each and every mega is is quite a type of look a different type of story behind it and sure so, some are inspired by the existing megas some are completely different and you're going to get to meet a bunch of them that i mean we're so excited and i, and I think that yeah the, the reveal for the mega trip uh, for the mega trippy i mean for me i mean that was probably one of the most special days of my kind of of my life as a, of a as a collector and as a community member within the BAYC, and obviously for me, like <laughs> if I knew that if there was any kind of mega mega mutant that I would acquire, it, it would be this one because I was a part of of um, of getting that that little little guy up up into the it, onto the blockchain. But yeah, I mean, what what we think is going to happen is for sure people are going to want to make an entire event out of their reveal out of the megas reveal and then because there's already kind of like a story that we're that we're already telling i think it's actually going to be a very good encouragement for the rest of the holders to actually think uh, more deeply about what is the story of my, my mutant and and even just the entire process actually of of revealing your mutants is going to be steeped with lore it's going to be completely part of the story and i mean like gosh the mint mechanics are so fucking sick like we were just reviewing this today, Ben, uh, Duke, and, and I, and we're just like, oh my god, this is going to be so cool and and so driven by by lore, by the story, and so uh, we're we're super excited for that. Uh, but yeah, just like you said, there there are stories behind the megas, and we believe that uh, we're again we're setting the kind of we're setting the stage, but then the actors will come in and and uh, and we'll shake it up as well. Amazing. All right, we've got 70 shy people in the audience, so no one requests to come up. That's first. That's okay, though. We're going to ask one more question before we close out. I'm curious uh, if we you, we can go down the line and hear from each of you. What are you most excited for in Web3 in 2023? What do you think will be at the center of people's minds um, at, as we go into next year? Ben, you want to start? Ben, you want to start? Yeah. What'll be in most minds once we go into next year? Yeah, what are you most excited for in Web three in twenty twenty three? The insanity that's been promised from so many people. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to obviously what's happening with us and the hounds and 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 the reaction to that and that the whole like saga continuing from there. Um, but then also, you know, I, I'm. I, 
what is inside that box at Yuga, and then I'm I'm looking forward to season two of 10KTF 100%. I need I need to get some recycling going, you know. I hear so what I hear from you is lore, which I think is going to be big. I think 2023 is going to have a lot of storytelling. Yeah, I think for me the big thing is going to happen is going to be people are going to start to realize that this is not all different collections and i feel like people will start to realize within their collection other collections succeed into good thing and that'll proliferate and the communities that have probably been in here fighting for floor price and different things will actually start to congregate and they'll become like you know the innovators as the rest of the world start to come love it what do you think leor yeah look we've we've got a bunch of milestones ahead um i know that ben has such a grand view of the space uh i tend to be a little bit more kind of yeah like all i care about right now is just the hound saga the cartel saga um and, and and that's really the only thing that i can think about or or things that i i that really get me excited and and obviously it's always really fun to kind of have ben and, and the rest of the team here like chime in with their deep understanding of the rest of the ecosystem um, to, to really kind of a bridge and a line between all these different stories and, and, um, and stuff like that. But yeah, like in, in terms of the stuff that I'm specifically excited about is I believe that the second product that's about to come out from the cartel or from, from Nava Labs, which is the company behind the cartel and behind the, the mutant hounds and really the, the kind of powerhouse uh, that's been creating all this stuff. What we have in store at Novel is, I think, uh, something that's just going to completely revolutionize storytelling and, and kind of content creation within the NFT landscape. And that is something that we're extremely excited for. We've been building a concept um, that acts as really uh, for, for, for infrastructure, really, that's, that sits beneath uh, creators and collectors. And there is kind of a connective tissue there that will help you, that will enable you to become a content creator. So everything that you've seen the cartel doing, everything that you've seen us doing with the hounds, at some point you should have the ability to, to do it yourself or to put your mutant or your uh, board ape or your punk or whatever at the very center of the story. And we have some really, really cool mechanics for that. So I'm very excited to kind of roll this out. So I'm, I'm on purpose kind of being a little bit cryptic about exactly what this product is because we're still uh, a, a bit away from releasing it. But yeah, like we're, we're thinking about how to revolutionize the space and what we've done with the hounds and the cartel, uh, which will continue running. And, and I mean, we're, we're going to level up on all these different um, angles. But what we learn most is, okay, we learned where the gaps are. <laughs> and, and because we built all of this stuff, we actually understand intimately and very deeply what other collectors are about and, and what other collectors are after and what people in this community really want. And so we think that, that beyond the continuing saga of the hounds and there's gonna be so much more there and the, the, the continuing saga of the cartel, there's gonna be so much more there. We believe that there's gonna be kind of something that actually comes out uh, that allows for other cartels or other hounds uh, like stories uh, to be birthed from from really from this infrastructure that we're creating. So we're super excited for that as well. And, and I would say that that's the next milestone. 
Spoken like a true builder. I love it. At Vanguard, what is what are you most excited about in 2023 with Web3? I mean, in addition to what was already explained here so eloquently, I mean, obviously, I'm excited for everything that, you know, the cartel has going on, expanding on the story, you know, this expansion pack that we're, you know, putting out there. I think for me, too, one of the big things I'm looking at as, you know, being in this journey is continuing the journey and seeing what we kind of talked about early is, is that merging of communities and not just like, you know, ones that are longstanding as well and like new onboarded people into the space as well, like just getting it out there even more. And, and getting what, you know, these amazing things that are being built out into the forefront. And it, that's going to be something I'm extremely excited about in addition to what we're building, but also is seeing people's IP usage because we see that really kicking up to a whole nother notch and not just what we're doing internally here, but just in general, like I want to see people's assets slapped on all kinds of things. And I think we're starting to see that, you know, the momentum pickup in that arena, you know, pretty well. And I think we're really going to see it a lot more in 2023 and moving forward. I love that. All right, we do have a few people that came up on stage. Thank you so much. We, uh, I thought we were going to have to close out, but we'll take a couple questions before we do. We've got some friends up here. Get your catnip and questions ready. It's time for you to take the stage for another segment of Community Corner. Diamond Hands, 10KTF buddy, Captain Diamond Hands. What's going on, brother? So good to have you up here. Diamond what's going on y'all just release the hounds i'm just i'm pumped up for these dags right now super hyped to be hearing what's going on with the larger project um really i just wanted to touch base uh shout out leor vanguard you know the mayor of course and uh and the duke everybody on the team doing incredible work right now um i'm starting to see things pick up in the timeline just in the last few weeks quite a bit right now everything moving around the mutant hounds is getting pretty loud Love the way that the story's building long term as well. Like this isn't just a huge rush out; it's a stage progression. And just listening to Leor talk right there, um, you know, one thing like I've really been looking forward to is opportunities for like real co-creation, and that's really what I'm hearing, right? Like building on top of the level one, this is going to be level two, and then us as community creators, right? Like that level three, and, and having some support to be able to build things out for ourselves as well, right? Like, shout out to all the apes out there, right? I, I got into ape, uh, the Ape Fest, not, it wasn't Ape Fest, but it was the Board Ape Miami event, right? And like, just seeing all the apes right now, I have Bad Teeth working on a 288 uh, vod on a liquor company with vodka right now, right? And like, seeing way that all the apes are building off their IP into these second levels right now. Um, I mean, for some of us lower level, you know, still working on getting there, right? We're, we're all going to make it, just going to take some more time um, that don't have the apes per se yet. Um, th I think this is a beautiful step and a beautiful progression as far as opportunity, like we're talking about at the, at the third level at the third wave right because i mean i think in this hyperized space right now sure we want to ride the hype but if we're really trying to create value and sustainable value we need to be looking for real opportunities in, in, in co-creation and reciprocity with that right um and so i'm really excited to see where this ends up heading and in a huge huge fan uh, got my Got my, got my pass, ready to roll, get my collar, and then check out what's going on with these mint mechanics as well. I think that's another interesting thing where we're starting to see, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, excitement around what's going on with mints right now. So I haven't had a mint in a little while, but pretty hyped to work through some of these new mechanics. And uh, I guess the larger question that I have is, uh, 
like is, is this a, a structured plan like i guess long term for co-creation um like that level three and what can we look forward to as a community with that if, if you don't if it's not giving up too much alpha i guess I'll, I'll let leo take that but i'm gonna just give a little shout out to the paper d diamond hands crypto there on the profile picture uh, and I get, yeah, sorry, just to cut in there, but that's like, that's exactly where it is. Like, I got this paper D toad, right? It's, it's another layer that I can like link into this larger ecosystem. I love everything paper D, but we know he has thick apes and like what he's doing with Bored to Death as well. I really look forward to opportunities for co-creation, even amongst these, you know, these, these Bored to Death uh, cartel vibe, right? Like, a possible collaboration there in the future um, and seeing apes build with apes or Yuga build with Yuga. We don't want to forget about me bits or crypto punks and the incredible stuff they do, but um, just, just trying to keep an eye on, on what's kind of moving here. And once again, thank you all for all the incredible work you're putting in. Really appreciate it. Yo, diamond hands. First time I ever hear you on stage. I'm, Again, I'm just humbled by the quality of people that end up coming to these spaces, man. Like, I, I've not done too many spaces up until now. And somebody uh, in our group on the Slack was like, hey, listen, we're going to have to go and, and do these spaces because people got to hear people got to hear the story. We got to preach a little bit before we go out. But God damn it. You guys are all so fucking smart and so gifted. It's actually a pleasure to be to be building this for for y'all because this is fucking awesome again seriously like i'm i'm genuinely impressed by by the quality of of questions that you brought carl by by the quality of questions that you just brought diamond hands and and just the, the kind of people that are getting drawn to this project are serious i i could not ask for for better for a better community uh to, to be backing us and and our mission and our vision so just thank you for that. And, and then just to, to, to a couple of your points and without dropping too much, like I, th I think that the big question that you brought specifically, where will, where will the focus be in terms of, I think the communities that are perhaps a little bit removed from, from the Yuga ecosystem, right? Uh, you, you touched on that. And, and I want to say a couple of words on this because our thinking is actually it should be one big whole ecosystem. And what we're trying to do here is we're trying to build the, the, the connective tissue between all of those potential, like you could say, partners, all of those potential communities that should be one and the same. And that we just want, like we want to expand the pie for everyone. And it doesn't matter how small or big our chunk of that pie is. We believe that it just needs to grow bigger. And so what you talk about, what you highlighted is really the kind of the crux of the story here is, is we think that everything needs to be connected to, to one another without necessarily taking away from any of the stories or any of the things that we're bringing to the table, but actually anybody can be a part of it and anybody can and should be, should want to uh, be a part of these, of these stories. But Di Diamond Hands, was there anything specific that you want me to expand on, elaborate on while, while I still have you here? I mean, really, uh, I mean, that's really what I was talking about. Thank you. That's that's it. I mean, at its core, just trying to outreach even past even where Yuga Labs is. I mean, we see with the other side with, with World of Women and some possibilities, you know, crypto, it's being over there, um, some larger stuff. But 
really looking forward to the entire ecosystem. Hearing that really, I mean, that's where sustainability is in all this, you know, not just at the top tiers of, of opportunity for entry, but really trying to work out throughout the entire space. And, and for me, that's really, um, that's how we all make it, you know, um, yeah. wag me is a platitude unless we consider everyone that's really trying to build within the space. So hearing that, Leor, I mean, I'm, I'm 10 toes down. Let's get these fucking dags out. What do you normally say, Diamond Hands? What, what's Release the, the house. No, the other one. If, if we don't, if, if we don't all make it. Oh, oh, we can't all make it unless we. Uh, we we can't all make it unless we all make it together, right? And like, you goddamn, we gotta make sure. Like even in cultural groups, right? I'm seeing some cultural outreach happening right now, and like, and that's really at the end of the day, that's that, like, that's how we're all gonna make it right now. Thinking not just within PFPs, but thinking within you know our our, our in groups that aren't in nfts already and our out groups that might not be in nfts i don't know man i'm a sociologist at the end of the day so just the people person out here love them people i guess one question that i do and it, it might be a little alpha but um do, do, do hounds eat toads or, or do, <laughs> what, what's going on with that i mean is that a hound, thing how, if you get on the wrong side of a hound it will eat you no, irrespective of what you hey, are hey hounds eat mutants as well yeah. uh yeah. if they don't Apes. if they don't get approached properly you know so just just be careful out there these yeah. hounds I, are pretty big and and toads is like popcorn for for a for yeah. a hound so i would say yes yeah and i do while we're on the hounds as well you know ex, expanding the universe um and bringing more characters, more people, possible people that maybe have just joined NFTs. They missed the glory days of 2021. You know, like they can, there's many people out there that are still looking for an identity. Um, and like we've already said, not just for on Twitter, um, but as we go forward and to play a part. So yeah, release the hounds diamond. <laughs> diamond thank you for coming up here it's always good to hear your voice brother all right we got one more question then we're gonna wrap it up joker is a perfect way to end it he's a cartel maxi at heart too what's going on joker thanks for being up here i uh, appreciate it crazy carl uh no I, I didn't really have a question just uh like i joined the cartel i reckon almost a year ago um had some in real life crazy shit going on and i sort of drifted away and then found my way back like six, seven weeks ago. Um, but I think Lior kind of stole all of my sentiments when you said no one wanted to come up and speak. I just wanted to get up here and say, Crazy Carl, amazing space, quality of the questioning, getting into the vibe of everything, which is incredible. And then I was going to talk about a few things and Lior just front run me on every every single thing. Uh, and Diamond Hands. I Fuck, dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, he does man, that. He does that. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just insightful. Uh, and Diamond Hands, I can listen to your voice all fucking day long, man. Um, I'm not sure where accent's from, but I love it. It's fucking cool. Um, so, yeah, I, I just appreciated the whole space, wanted to come up. Um, for me, the NFT space, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, when everyone's flipping stuff. And then it got boring, right? There was lots of people telling a story. But as soon as the money dried up, a lot of people disappeared, dried up, dried up, faded. Um, became now, bored apes yeah but now you're seeing the actual storytellers come through right the same three four projects keep getting talked about right they've they've got this narrative they've actually got something behind them 
they've got the following, you know, the 10 KTFs, um, you know, the Mutant Cartel, you know, they're, they're, they're building something and they've done it whilst, let's say, the world is slow or the turnover is slow. And, and that's what's really exciting. And, and bizarrely, I'm been more excited about the possibility and outcomes of what this all means for the whole space during the worst time, hopefully, but the worst time in the marketplace that we've probably seen in recent history. Right. And this, and this is now why I'm probably the most bullish and excited about what this means. Right. Because I do think it's about community. I do think it's about storytelling. Uh, I don't think it's about flipping profile pictures and, and that's kind of got me buzzing. Right. And that's what's really, I'm really enjoying it. Um, probably the most I've ever had. And, and it got too much like the flipping I I have a pretty intense job anyway, and, and I work in a weird time zone. It's like one in the morning for me here now. Um, and so trying to keep up with people in the States, doing that part of it, impossible. The social aspect is great. I might be the opposite side. People say good night and I say good morning. Um, but we get to overlap. We get to interact. People, you know, you catch up on some chat and you have this really great backwards and forwards. Um, and I've built a lot of friends in this space. I mean, you know, I fly out to the States now two, three times a year just to meet people I've met through NFTs. I didn't do that during crypto and I really wouldn't do that during like through my career outside of professional work trips. Um, it's a totally different dynamic. Um, I've never made friends like it this way and, and I want it to continue. That That's so well said. It's such a great uh, thing to end on too, bringing it back to why we're all here. I just really appreciate you coming up and giving flowers to these guys, but also just to those in the audience that are here for the the same reason, um, building together. We have a saying in, in the collective, stronger together. It's always important. We're if we uh, like Diamond said, if we're going to build, we got we got to make it together. So, thank you everyone for being here. I want to give a huge shout out of gratitude to the entire Mutant Cartel team for coming on the show to chat about their journey in Web three. The Crazy About Crypto show does not accept paid advertisements or paid requests to come on the show. The quality of guests and educational content provided is essential. I also want to shout out the Crazy Carl Collective. Crazy Carl is not my real name. I'm just one voice in the Crazy Carl Collective. We're an entity in the Web3 space working to build and grow together. Uh, if you're not in the collective, I encourage you to follow and watch us, then one day join us. Thank you so much for tuning in today and continuing to learn about the innovation that Web3 unlocks for us all. As always, uh, have an amazing day and we'll see you next time. This has been another production of Guttercat Studios. All conversations with Crazy Carl are for educational purposes only. You should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody, really, especially financial advisors. Take control of your own financial future and do your own research always. That's all for now. Until next time, we'll see you in the metaverse.